If you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world World of of food. food. First Veterans Day is this Friday, and there are lots of freebies to show appreciation for your service. Things like free entrees at Chili's, California Pizza Kitchen, Chicken Salad Chick, Fudge Cake from Cracker Barrel, Mm. and many more things. So if you're a vet, take advantage of that. Second, Krispy Kreme just introduced mini pie donuts for Thanksgiving including Dutch apple, pecan, and pumpkin. Seems oh, like, and lemon cream. Seems like Krispy Kreme's coming out with something new like every day. That's what I just you know? said yesterday. They're giving I was like, away a donut or here's a new donut. Yeah, or, every uh. day. And finally, in the world of food, you know Vlasic pickles? Mm-hmm. Well, they just released scented candles that look like a jar full of pickles and smells like one, too. Ew. <laughs> Why would you want your house to smell like that? I don't like I don't like the taste of them to begin with. I love pickles, but I wouldn't want my house to smell like it. My wife and my daughter love them too, and I just ugh, ugh. no, no, thank you. <laughs> Coming up, imagine this: you go your entire life mm-hmm. and finally get on an airplane for the very first time as an adult. Can you just feel the excitement? Mm-hmm. Hey, this is your guarantee to put you in a good mood. Story of the day. Good news. Imagine going your entire life and you've never flown on an airplane. That was reality for Rumesa. She's from Turkey. She's 25 years old. Never been on an airplane. You see, she's the world's tallest woman. She's seven feet, seven inches tall, and she suffers from Weaver's syndrome. That's a condition that causes your bones to grow rapidly and larger than normal. Hmm. She uses a wheelchair and a walker to get around. Well, she was finally able to fly when Turkish Airlines removed six seats so she could be on a stretcher, lie down for the flight. First place she visited, San Francisco, California. Huh, no kidding. Not so cool. Finally got to go on an airplane and she flies like intercontinental. That's amazing. I don't think uh, my wife didn't fly until she was mid-30s. Wow. I say mid-30s. That's so cool. Was she um, scared? And she, this is really funny. She'd never flown and, and she uh, she went to the interviews to be a flight attendant. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I think that's why she didn't get the job. They are like, have you ever flown? No. <laughs> oh um, man. But no, it, the irony though is her first flight, we had our son Kyle along with us and he was like, I don't know, three. So we're like, she was like, Kyle, you're getting to fly way earlier yeah. than your than your mom did and now it's just so common it's like taking a bus right everybody's done it have you made your plans for the holidays yet when you say that phrase it actually <laughs> makes my eye twitch <laughs> because it's so hard to like get everything coordinated yeah. nail everything down it's and ongoing with us right now i'm still waiting for the details but i may have one of the most unique thanksgivings ever huh. i'll tell you about it in okay. just a minute I can't believe, Taylor, that you brought up Thanksgiving planning today because we were just talking about that at dinner last night. Yeah, it's like the hot topic at our house right now. Yeah. Who's coming and who's not coming? I've actually got to get a hold of my mother-in-law because I started it all up with texting um, a couple days ago. And I'm like, okay, we've decided we're going to come Thanksgiving Day after Mm -hmm. I do this radio station thing. The gobble jog. The gobble jog. And then we're going to hop in the car and we'll get there and I can bring side dishes and let's keep it really simple and da 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 da. And I, we even put in writing in the text how long we're, we're staying because Glenn's parents will be like, you're leaving already? And we're like, no, we said we have to leave by this time. So anyway, the response I got, because I, I texted my mother-in-law and sister-in-law separately about food. 
our niece is going to be with her dad's family on Thanksgiving. Okay. And I was like, oh. Is that a monkey wrench? And so I said, well, do you want me to bring like a, a pot of chili or homemade soup? And we'll eat that on Thanksgiving night and then maybe have the meal the next night. So we mm. may not be celebrating Thanksgiving as far as the meal goes. Until the day after. Until the day after. Until Black Friday. Yes. <laughs> Which, well, ooh, that throws a monkey wrench in for people who want to go <laughs> shopping because my niece right? and my sister-in-law right? love to shop. And so the rest of us will be making the food you guys will without be, their help. You guys will be there like three or four o'clock in the afternoon ready to eat. And they're still going to be sound asleep because they got up at midnight <laughs> to go to shopping. To go shopping. Right? Yeah, mm. so it's going to be interesting. But I know a lot of people face stuff like that. Like when you've got two parents involved mm-hmm. that oh, aren't yeah. together. I've been that kid. It gets very yeah. complicated around the holidays. Yeah. Um, something that you said, too, uh, that made me go like, hmm, is when you said that you are you let them know when you're leaving. Yeah. And now being the parents with kids coming to visit, it's a whole different experience. Let's talk about that next. So we're talking about uh, Thanksgiving and logistics and how tough it can be getting everybody together, especially like you were just saying that uh, your niece has got two houses to go to. Mom Mm -hmm. and dad aren't together anymore. So that man, having been that kid, that is rough. And what my mom would do because she remarried is she would have us for breakfast and then she'd go have Thanksgiving dinner with what we called her other family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then we'd go to my dad's. It was weird. Wow. So, uh, but, but but here's the position that my wife and I are in now. And I can totally remember being the young couple saying like, hey, we're coming, we're having dinner, and we got to leave and go over here. And uh, you know, this is the time that we're leaving. And I can remember being like, we just got to dig in our heels and make this happen. And being very staunch about that. And now that we're the parents where the kids are doing that to us, we're like, oh, couldn't you please just stay just another just another hour and i totally i have so much empathy now retrospectively for my yeah. mom and for my dad for what they went through trying to make it work for everybody and being the host yeah. where we were just the people showing up eating and leaving when, so it's it, it is funny how you get older and you grow and you see yeah. things from a different perspective when we go visit glenn's parents um we usually st- stay a minimum of two nights but mm-hmm. usually that's it we're done we're right. ready to get home to you our do comfortable know, bed to them that's about 15 nights too few <laughs> <laughs> right and so every time it's the sweetest thing they they walk us down to their garage and they hug us goodbye and mm-hmm. that as we're pulling out his dad will always say every time come see us <laughs> and glenn when we roll up the window he'll go we just did we just saw you why are you saying come see us when we just did it so. okay we should talk about that later weird traditions you have when saying goodbye to family come see us because everybody's got it we should talk about that later have you ever learned something interesting about someone you love after they had already passed away? Mm-hmm. It happens more often than you think. According to a new survey, 53% have learned something they hadn't previously known about a family member after they had passed away. People wish they had asked relatives more about their life when they were alive. I remember going through my grandmother's apartment when she passed away. Yeah. And I didn't know she was into Nicholas Sparks, just like me. So I took a novel she was reading with, she was using a napkin with pansies on it. And she named her cat Pansy after her favorite flower as Mm. her bookmark. And I still have it in my nightstand, marked to the same page that my grandma had it marked to. That's That's really cool. That's the one thing I really wanted. uh, It's a Nicholas Sparks book called Dear John. Mm. 
Do you or your kids love TikTok? You can spend hours and hours staring at videos. We've had people tell us, oh, yeah, I don't watch any shows or movies anymore. I just look at TikTok TikTok videos. Well, did you know there are two different versions of TikTok? I just learned this. Tell you about it in just a minute. Your kids probably, if they're like most kids, they like TikTok. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe you're an adult who knows how addictive it is. You love it, too. My wife watches Um, a lot of TikToks. Yeah, you can Uh. just spend hours looking at recipes. That's what she does. Silly animal videos. Like, it's just, it's so addictive. And I've had people tell me they don't watch a movie or a TV show or series anymore. It's all about TikTok. Mm. Well, what I didn't know... And maybe you already knew this, but I I was today years old when I found out. It's owned by a Chinese company called ByteDance, and they have two different versions. There's a Chinese version that's only in China, and then there's a version that they release to the rest of the world. Well, the Chinese version, if you are under the age of 14, the only videos they show you are science experiments, museum exhibits, Patriotism videos and educational videos. uh, What that means is propaganda. Propaganda. (laughs) And it's limited to 40 minutes a day. If you're under the 14 and you're in China, that's your version of TikTok. Hmm. Now, to the rest of the world, they release the unlimited version where Hmm. you can see anything. And the way they, uh, I heard one expert describe it is, in China, it's the spinach version of TikTok. For the rest of the world, here you go. Here is the opium version. And it, it's as if they know how they can influence other cultures' children. They did a survey of teens and under, preteens, in China. The mm-hmm. number one thing they want to be when they grow up? A doctor. An astronaut. Astronaut. Mm. Number one thing teens and tweens in the USA want to be when they grow up? A social media influencer. Exactly. (laughs) So they're, you, it's funny, you use the keyword propaganda. (laughs) By them releasing the opium version of TikTok to the rest of the world, they are having an influence on our children. Wow. And that, when Mm. I heard that, it, it was like kind of a wake up call to me. Maybe we need to put limits on our kids' phones. Mom and dad need to do that. But um, it's interesting, too, that everyone wants to be an influencer. Everyone has so much to say. And I just remember being 14, 15, 16 years old. I just didn't have that much to say. (laughs) (laughs) I was so shy. I was too busy trying to coordinate my weekend activities with my friends to care about influencing anyone to do anything, right? It's It's just a different world we live in now. Something I like to do every day is post a picture of my dog, Marco. Uh, I do it on all the social media platforms. I do hashtag daily Marco and people all over the world comment on how it makes their day. One lady said that her dad was in hospice and every day at the end of his life, he'd ask to see the daily Marco. Isn't that cool? Um, And Marco's just a super cute dog. His puppy picture was adorable. And there's a dog from the adoption agency we got Marco from the puppy pic looks exactly like Marco when he was a puppy. And I've been lobbying really hard with my wife. Tell you how that's going. We have five right now. Is our pack going to expand? I'll tell you next. So I posted a picture yesterday of um, what could possibly be a dog as cute as my dog, Marco. Um, Marco, we adopted from a a rescue in Spain. And he's very unique looking. He's a mix of a, a dog called a Padenko 
which is a Spanish hunting dog with comically large ears. <laughs> he's a mix of a Padenko and a Border Collie, and he's just very unique looking. People will say, what kind of dog is that? He's really odd looking. So cute. Big ears and a long nose and these eyes. He just he looks like he's going to talk to you. And his puppy pictures, he had crystal blue eyes when he was a puppy. They're like green, greenish brown now, but they were blue. Well, they just got in another dog that looks exactly like Marco's puppy picture. It's a girl. Her name is Honey Nut. You showed me her picture yesterday. And you thought it was Marco, right? Oh, I go- said it looks just okay. like Marco. Anyhow, yeah. so yeah, I showed you her picture and I posted it on social media just with one line. Should we? And people went nuts. They're like, oh my oh, gosh, yeah. you've got to adopt that dog. You have to adopt that dog. So I was like full court press with my wife last night. Please, 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 please. Can we get her? Can we get her? Can we keep her? Please, please, please. Oh, and they when they posted her... Uh, the rescue, they put, we have a hard time getting mixed breed dogs adopted. Everyone wants a Padenko or a Galgo. Those are uh-huh. purebred Spanish hunting dogs. Um, nobody wants the mixed ones. So if you know anyone. So Tracy, after a lot of thought and de- deliberation, said, I've got my hands completely full with five dogs. I'm just going to say no to an- another dog, especially a puppy. So here's the deal. Anyone else who said, if you don't adopt her, I will. Mm-hmm. She is available, available. And I can give you the contact info. You it's just got to pay to get her here from Spain. Right. It's not just like running down to your local animal shelter because the dog is in Spain and the dog's only about a month old. So you'd have to wait like we did for Marco. We had to wait about three or four months for Marco. But they'll fly the dog here to the States and you'll and have to. And then your wife had to fly to another state. Yeah. You'll have to go and pick the dog up if you're not in the state where they fly into. But. Well worth it for Marco. He is the best dog ever. I love that dog so much. Now, does much. this dog, doesn't Marco have some, like, border collie? Yeah, that's what I too? said. He's a mix of a Padenko and a border collie. But this dog is Galgo Padenko. It's not. No, this dog is Padenko, and they don't know what. But oh. I'm going to guess border collie because it looks exactly like Marco did. I'll post the picture of Honey Nut on the Kevin and Taylor social media, so you can go and check her out. And I'll put a link to Gal- Galgo Del Sol is the name of the adoption agency. But... It is. It's not like I said. It's not as easy or as cheap as running down to your local shelter. But Marco is without equal the best dog in the world. So you may get the second best dog in the world. <laughs> I've got a um, honey nut, that little dog on my mind. <laughs> it's funny. My husband and I were watching a TV show, and as a almost like part of the skit they were doing, they used this dog, yeah. a real dog, and okay. I went. <gasps> I want him. I want him. I want him so bad. And he was smiling just like Alex, the Wonder Mutt smiled. We said goodbye to her in May. And and my husband kind of went, it sounds like you're ready. I'm like, what do you mean? I said, I'm just ready. I want that dog we just saw on TV. And and he I said, what about you? And he goes, I'm really enjoying the break. And if you know my husband, he is the biggest animal lover I've ever met. He grew up on a ranch with goats. They had a deer that slept on the bed. They had horses. They had dogs. They had cats. But he pours his heart and soul into an animal and worries about them and feels so guilty every time we leave the house. I'm talking hurt, like, ouch, your heart hurts guilt Mm -hmm. when we leave the house. Mm Like, when we dog sat... For our producer Griffin's sweet little dog Henry, he did not leave Henry alone once the whole weekend. We you even did church means, right? online. That I got and the so cure. I said, I think I need to quit my job and become a stay-at-home pet mom <laughs> because that way the pressure's not on you. No, I'll be the one no, that's no, no, always no. responsible for the animal. Here's the cure so the dog is never left home alone. You need two dogs.
We never We've feel bad about leaving our too. dogs home alone because they they pair up. We've like done Mar- that Marco for years. and Artessa, we put them in a crate together, and they they look like the yin and yang symbol. They snuggle in together. They love being in there together. I honestly don't think I could ever convince my husband. And to then our crate. greyhounds, we just put we put muzzles on them and put them in our bedroom. They love it. They jump up on our bed and they sleep. They're great. That's it. So. Look Glenn couldn't handle it. Why didn't you? Why we should call him right now. This? Why didn't you ask there me this earlier? There is no way he could handle a crate or a muzzle with an animal. Why? He's way too much. They are part of the family. They are part of the pack. Well, I have family members I'd like to put a muzzle on. <laughs> <laughs> could you use a good parenting tip? They asked parents who raise successful adults their secret. And here's the rare skill they taught their kids. They said the one thing they had in common when their kids were really little, they taught them to be curious. Hmm. May surprise you, but curiosity is a rare, rare skill these days. It allows you to think more deeply and critically without judging too quickly. Hmm. And therefore, you end up r- arriving at more creative solutions. Huh. Interesting. Okay, imagine this. You get in your car. Mm-hmm. Someone's popped a CD in there and you're like, huh. So you start listening to it. And you realize it's someone you know singing. Hmm. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. Can you imagine if this were you? You get in the car and you've mm-hmm. got an older car. So believe it or not, it still has a CD player. Oh, what? And you're <laughs> used to that. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah, a CD player. Okay. And um, and borrow dad's CDs all the time. Well, all of a sudden, uh, Zach gets in his car, switches on the stereo. He's ready to plug in his phone so he can listen to his own playlist. But all of a sudden, music from a CD in the car already starts playing. And he's like, oh, man, my dad borrowed my car. What is this? (laughs) So he starts listening to the music and suddenly realizes the voice sounds so familiar. And it's his own dad. His dad did 43 years ago in the 70s. Isn't it great? I would listen to that song. And he he's this TikTok guy, so he puts his dad on TikTok. It goes viral. And now this 70s song, Surrender to Me, is going bonkers because everyone's like, wow, Zach's dad is really good. We want to listen to that song. It's so upbeat. It's so exciting. And... Voila! All because dad popped a CD in his son's car. Wow. What a disappointment for Zach, though, as a TikToker. Now his dad's more popular than he is. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Too bad. So when you visit friends or family or friends and family come to visit you, and it's time to say goodbye, when you get out in the driveway, is it the long goodbye? Does it take you guys forever to say goodbye, it does in our family. And we have one unique thing that my son and I primarily do when we're leaving. Tell you what it is in a minute, but we'd love to hear about you. Is it a long goodbye when people leave your house? So uh, we're talking about the long goodbye. You know what I'm talking about, right? And you're in your driveway and your friends and family come for a visit and they're leaving. Is it impossible to get them gone? To just say goodbye? Or is it impossible maybe for you to leave? You got like this long routine that you do. Bye. Okay. See ya. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Love you. Okay. Bye. Hugs. Kiss it. Like this big, long, drawn out thing. Well, in our family, we have a tradition that I, I started this with my in-laws. 
We'd pull out of the driveway. I'd back up and then go like I was heading out. Their their house was only like, I don't know, 15 yards off of the street. So it wasn't that far. But my in-laws, Ned and Doris, they'd be waving goodbye at the top of the driveway. And I'd go, oh, oh, Doris, come here, come here, come here. And she'd come out to the car. And right when she got to the car window, I'd go, bye, and pull away. Oh, that's so mean. And she did it every time. Every She fell for it time, over and over. She would fall for it. And now, picking up the tradition, I think my son Kyle saw me do that so much. He does that to Tracy now. He and does she that falls to his for mom. it. She'll stand there and she'll go, I'm not falling for it. I'm not falling for it. He'll go, Mom, come on. I'm serious this time. I need to tell you something. And he's so convincing. She'll walk out and off he goes. That's so mean. My daughter, uh, my daughter Amber, she tries to do it, but no one buys uh-huh. it when she does it. Yeah. We all know she's faking. Every one of us. When- it'll, get, it'll, it'll get to the point with her where Tracy will refuse to go. So I'll just, to get it over with, I'll start walking towards the car just, just so she done. can have her moment and go, bye, ha, and <laughs> drive away. Right, 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 right. That's hilarious. So, but that's our, our little goodbye When I tradition. say goodbye in Jupiter, Florida, I'm always trying to go return the, fill up the rental car with gas, return the rental car, get to the airport. Mm. And so I start the goodbyes, the rounds probably like 20 minutes before I need to be leaving the house because I don't want to miss my flight. How about you? Do you have a weird goodbye tradition uh, with with your friends and relatives? So we're talking about weird goodbye tradition, Jav, uh, when friends or family visit. I used to have to, with my mom, you were talking about how you'd have to leave uh, or start letting your parents know you were leaving long before you were leaving, right? Well, there's so many people in my family, too, to say goodbye for to to goodbye to my uh my mom when we would talk on the phone she lived in another city and she was in a a rehab and assisted living for like the last two or three years of her life so when i would call she wanted to talk i mean talk and i would always call her my way home from work because my commute home was like 45 minutes to an hour so i knew i could just let her let her go just wind her up and let her go but about 15 20 minutes before i got to my front door i would start saying hey mom I'm almost home, so I'm going to have to go. Because I knew when I said I have to go, she'll, all the stuff that she forgot to tell me, she'd mm-hmm. remember it all, and it'd be another yeah. 20 minutes. So I'd have to let her know, like, 20 minutes before I was going to hang up, hey, the countdown is on. That's smart. <laughs> I'm going to have to hang up in a few. You know what happens to me when I say goodbye? And this has been happening for quite a few years now, and I, it's so embarrassing to admit, and I've tried everything to avoid it. But I cry every time I say goodbye to my parents. Aww. And I think it's because I, I get a, a renewed glimpse of how hard life mm-hmm. is with my dad with multiple sclerosis, my mm-hmm. mom, his caregiver. Mm-hmm. And then when your parents reach a certain age, you just don't know how much time you have left. Yeah. None of us know. Right. But it's more, pr- right, you know, right. predominant. Yeah, it's the, the end and is not. And I try so hard. I'm like, you got this. You got this. You got this. Come on, Taylor. Tough it up. You got it. And I'm like, bye, Mom. I love you. I'm going to miss you. Every time. Can you tell I'm a little annoyed with myself? Okay. Have you ever rented an Airbnb for your family vacation? Mm -hmm. Try to save a little money, avoid the hotel room, cook your own meals? It's been hit and miss. Some have been great. Some have been, hmm, I wonder how safe this is. Really? The yeah. neighborhood or the place itself. <laughs> I was talking to my friend Pam Parrish. Her husband, um, I sat next to him at the gala for her um, nonprofit, Connections Homes. 
And they have a trailer on their land okay. that they were using for one of their eight daughters to live there. They have they adopted eight daughter, daughters wow. who are aging out of foster care. And um, they've decided to turn it into an Airbnb. It is booked for months and months and months no already. Kidding. People want to go in this little Airstream and sit by the campfire. And, <laughs> yeah, so anyway... This is good news for people like you, Kev, who like Airbnbs to save money when you take your family on vacation. They're promising to make total costs of renting, including cleaning and service fees, up front and center, like right there as you look at the listing rankings. So you're not like, what? How did this become the total? So I love when hotel rooms do that, when you see all the taxes and fees Mm -hmm. right there in the Mm -hmm. initial Mm -hmm. costs. Otherwise, you have sticker shock. Yeah. Don't answer this out loud. It'll get you in trouble. Okay. Coming up. Have you ever been walking with someone you love and wish they could pick up the pace a little bit? Have you ever been walking with someone you love and wish they could pick up the pace a little bit? Some inventors at a tech startup in Pittsburgh created new battery powered shoes called shift moonwalkers (laughs) that make you walk. You ready for this? 250% faster. Now, they kind of look like roller skates, but they're designed to let you walk like normal. Basically, you're walking and rolling at the same time, which sounds tough, but they use artificial intelligence to adapt to the way you walk so you don't trip or fall. They have brakes. You can't drift in them, (laughs) so they're not like skates or those Healy shoes with wheels that kids wear. The wheels stay locked unless you're walking, so you can go up and down stairs in them, and there's a feature to limit your top speed when you're walking downhill. (laughs) Now, the downside... They're bulky and yeah. ugly, and they cost fourteen hundred dollars. What? It's a startup. It's like still like in the early phase. Maybe they'll, you know, be become so popular that the common mm. man can afford them. So uh, we've been talking a bit about people who are already jumping the gun and putting their Christmas stuff up, the like decorations. I, I pass a subdivision. Their front of their subdivision is. It looks like Vegas. They've got so many lights out, right? But there's an HOA that has an interesting rule about Christmas decorations. We're going to talk about that next, and maybe you can share with us, what does your HOA say about decorating for Christmas? So do you think this is a bit of an overreach by the HOA of this one community? Here's the deal, Taylor. First, they say no Christmas decorations can go up until after Thanksgiving. If you live in this particular subdivision or whatever, you cannot. There's no tinsel, no tree, no nothing. Can't go up until Thanksgiving. But your Halloween stuff has to be down by the weekend after Halloween. So you've got this gap of decorating between trick-or-treat and the end of Thanksgiving. But the day after Thanksgiving, not only are you allowed to put them up, but you must decorate your house. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This they're sounds saying, like Christmas with the cranks. They're saying you have to, in this one community, don't worry, don't ask me the specifics. I just saw the news story. I was like, oh, I got to jot this down real quick because I want to talk about it. HOA says you have to decorate for the holidays. Is huh. that an overreach by the HOA? Absolutely. I mean, what if you want to go out of town? You're not going to have anyone at your house. You don't want to spend the time or the money. What if you're Muslim or Jewish? Wrong. Yeah. Do they belong telling you you've got to, you got to do something? Right. No, that's crazy. Remember last year, my HOA tried to do the whole please wait till after Thanksgiving, and there was basically like a rebellion in the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> so the, I don't know what the rule is this year. I, the HOA letter goes to my husband. I don't read. I usually find out about the HOA letter when all the neighbors are getting their mail. Okay. At their mailbox, and then it's like, did you believe? Can you believe? Blah 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 blah. 
But yeah, no, I've never heard of... I've heard of peer pressure to decorate from Christmas with the Cranks, my all-time favorite Christmas movie. But it, they want they wanted this giant snowman on everyone's roof. <laughs> and <laughs> Frosty, his name's Frosty. <laughs> and there's a lot of pressure to get Frosty up on the roof every Christmas. But um, I've never heard of pressure to decorate. Yeah. Well, there's one one guy in the community got so tired of the rules and felt like they were way in overreach. With the whole, you got to take your trick or treat down and you can't put Christmas up. So he thought, I'm going to offend the HOA all around. He had uh, fake skeletons in his yard for trick or treat and he put Santa hats on all of them. <laughs> <laughs> so he violated two rules at once. He didn't That's take his hilarious. trick or treat down and he put Christmas up too early. <laughs> I don't know why, but I think that guy and I would be friends. So we're talking about uh, people who decorate early for Christmas. And mm-hmm. um, my husband and I actually started talking about, should we get a new, this is so weird because we used to be always a real tree family. Should we get a new artificial tree? And we started talking about how he got out of the tape measure and he's like, well, if it was a seven and a half, this is where it would go. If it was nine and a mm-hmm. half, it would go here. And um, when he told me how much the nine and a half foot tree weighed, that ranked really well on Consumer <laughs> Reports. I'm like, we're not be able to get that thing in the attic it weighs 60 pounds like where are we going to keep that thing but apparently there's a uh, a tiktok video that's gone viral there's this lady who's using pool noodles to decorate her house for christmas like she'll put them around a door frame and then punch no kidding decorations all into it hmm. and then she took ones that were either red or white and did red or white tape to make them look like candy canes and she put them in a U shape all around her yard, so it looks like a candy cane fence. Huh? And I guess it's gone viral because everyone's like, "Wow, who knew pool noodles could be so festive?" Works on TikTok, and every day you come home from work and you got pool noodles with ribbon falling off of them <laughs> <laughs> in your yard, right? It works.